NFL reactions with the sports memory. Week six of the NFL season is in the books, and can we please overreact about this man right here? So, Brandon, our last video we did on Tuesday, which was just uh, an hour and a half before Josh Norman officially took flight. Um, and as I, last I heard from NASA, he is still orbiting Earth. Um, what about Derrick Henry? Kind of a slow start to the season, but good Lord, is he a freight train. He's a Marvel character. I mean, he truly is. I mean, he's a he's a modern day superhero. I know uh, I know LeBron's getting a second Space Jam, but I think Derrick Henry is probably a better suitable to star in that role than uh, than LeBron James. Um, <laughs> th- this guy is just these. He's absolutely incredible how he can break away from these like track defensive back players. Like, how can a man that size pull away for ninety four yards? It's it's honestly remarkable. He really is like a train. Um, short yardage situations, he's not that great, but he once he builds up his speed, you cannot get in front of him. I mean, he's just he a wrecking ball. Once he gets up to full speed, it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, I think the most unexpected thing for me in terms of Tennessee's play this this year is their offense. I mean, they they, oh, they Tannehill looks like a, a certifiable. Top end, top flight quarterback, which I would not have thought at all. I would have thought he would have flashed in the pan, one year wonder. This guy looks like a legitimate franchise quarterback. Right. And he, I mean, talk about a discount on that contract. I mean, if you look at all the contracts across the NFL, that contract is looking really, really good right now. He couldn't even beat out Mariota last year in training camp. Right. And now he's a top flight quarterback. It's 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 truly remarkable. I also want to give it to Vrabel, too. That guy knows how to scheme. He knows how to motivate. We talked about it last week. He has built a culture of winning, a, can- a culture of grittiness, and uh, Tennessee is looking really formidable. Now, I know in a loss, obviously they're one in five, but is there any hope for Houston? I mean, obviously that's a tough spot to be in one in five. Uh, I don't know the stats, but I'm pretty certain that not many teams have made the playoffs after that start. But with Deshaun Watson, I mean, their schedule does get easier, but is there any chance for this team? With that extra playoff spot, uh, you know, a number of us have said if you can get to 500, you have a chance, right? right? So I'm not ready to count them out just because I don't want to count out Deshaun Watson. Uh, Not to mention I went out and did a three-for-one trade to go get him in our fantasy league. So I'm I'm clearly a huge believer in that guy. Um, So I'm not ready to write him off, especially after his performance. Four touchdowns, almost 350 yards. Uh, almost a perfect passer rating at one thirty eight point five. Right. Um. You put up. You put up weeks like that. You're not going to lose a, a lot of games. Yep. And the Tennessee barely inched it out, but they sure did win it. Uh, Houston, if they could have just pulled that out, you know, it would have been a much different story. But yeah. Real, I, real quick, I want to ask you a question, Drew, because yeah. again, we, we we both like the in game strategies uh, of of professional football. What about Romeo Cornell's decision to go for two for the win instead of kicking the extra point? Uh, to make it eight points. What do you do there? Do you go for the win or do you go for the eight point lead? I'm a, I'm a, I'm, I'm crazy. Like the Vikings, obviously we talked about last week, they went for, uh, you know, the, the fourth and one when they could have kicked a field goal and be up by eight. 
Um, I think you have to be aggressive in the NFL. I don't remember who said it, but it's a sport where you're literally trying to move other grown men against their own will uh, that yeah. can bench like 300 plus pounds. I think you have to be an aggressive in that type of game. Uh, so I don't mind it at all. And I think that sends such a message too that Romeo Cornell is like, hey guys, let's go get a win. Right. Like, we're not playing for a tie. We're not playing. We're, go, we're going to win a game. I love the message that sends to the team. Um, so yeah, I agree with you there. Sure. And probably the most surprising uh, game last week is right here. And just loves the way he plays the game. Pass is picked. Intercepted back the other way. Touchdown. have taken the play clock down to about one. Here's one broken up. Another pick. Deflected and back is Mike Edwards just into the ball game. And he is down. So I was watching this game. It looked like the Packers had it all. They were up 10-0. Uh, then the Bucks defense just comes out, comes out. So that is only the third pick six of Aaron Rodgers' career. Um, it was almost his fourth pick six, just the play right after. Uh, what do you think about this? I mean, are the is the Bucks defense really this good, or did the Packers just have an off week? Uh, can I take a cop out answer and say a little bit of both? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean. Aaron Rodgers went to hip thrusting. Do you see that little, yes, little move? That's embarrassing. I'll bet he, he wants time. that one back. He wants that one back. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, this is the worst. I, you know, I was saying it in our group chat. This is the worst I've seen Aaron Rodgers play. I, I can't remember seeing him being being this bad. But you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull a little bit of a told you so. I've been saying that the, the Tampa Bay defense is a top five defense. The offense just had to catch up to it. And now they, they've had two or three offensive explosions. Um, I think I think they're still, I think coming in the playoffs, I think I'd still put Tampa Bay below Green Bay and Seattle. But if Tampa Bay can put both the offense and defense together like they did uh, yesterday, I think they can be a very tough team. Yeah, Leonard Fournette, who, by the way, Rojo looks great. I mean, honestly, um, yeah, the Bucks, man, they're rolling. It's it To me, it's whenever Brady is just playing – just okay, they're going to be good. Because that defense, it's high-flying, it's athletic. Uh, that front four, the front seven, really, is just unreal. Um, yeah, there's a sleeping giant there with the Bucks, but uh, I, Which brings me to my next game, which is the most confusing team of this season, is Chicago. Because yeah. the Bucks just lost to them last week. They looked really sloppy against a good Chicago defense. Chicago pulls out another ridiculous win where it just seemed like they were going to lose at any moment. Is is this a really bad 5-1 team, or is this just a gritty team that can just keep putting up Ws? You know what? Um, I just keep picking against the Bears, and I just keep being wrong. Right. <laughs> you know, I've picked against them four times this year and was wrong every single time. Um, I have no idea. Uh, you you go and look at their stats. I mean, no, nothing really jumps out um, except their defense. And, uh, you know, what was it? Probably 12 years ago, 11 years ago when they went to a Super Bowl with Rex Grossman. Um, this, this is starting to look like that 2009 Chicago Bears team that just finds ways to get it done. Um, I don't know how. This, it, it, in my mind, I watch this team and I think they suck. What do you think? I think the story of this game was Carolina coming down to earth a little bit. Now they do get Christian McCaffrey likely back next week, although that's not nowhere a certainty. Nobody really expected anything out of Carolina. The fact that they're three and three right now, um, if you're a Carolina fan, you have to be really excited about that regardless. 
Um, and then obviously the jersey I'm wearing right now. Um, tell you what, I've never been happier in a Vikings loss because I think that this was a, uh, obviously Atlanta came to play, just rocked the fucking Vikings just out of the building in Minnesota, obviously without a crowd, but no Dan Quinn, immediately the team looks better. Oh, no, I, I, I completely agree. Um, so this is the overreaction part that I wanted to get to. Is this Kirk Cousins last year? Um, how much dead money are they on for, for next year? It's fully know? guaranteed. He, 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 I mean, he, he's famous now for having the first fully guaranteed contract. So they can move on for, from him, but, like, why? You know, there, there's really no reason for it. So they, to me, they have to keep him. Um, he's got two more years on his contract. That's a good bridge contract for to bring in a rookie, bring in your next guy, um, have Kirk Cousins just pay him out. I mean, if you drop him, you get nothing. You might as well keep him around, have that bridge player. The Vikings are just not any good this year. Um, Atlanta, I mean, he, he he has the twenty eighth best QBR uh, out of thirty one quarterbacks, and he has the most interceptions at ten in the league. It's the worst game of his career by far. And one thing, Kirk Cousins, I, I my knock on Kirk Cousins, I've been a huge lover than a hater, and I'm a huge hater now of Kirk Cousins. My problem with Kirk Cousins is that he's always very carefully maintained his stats. You look at him in games, and he won't throw the long ball. Uh, to try and make plays because he's afraid of getting his touchdown to interception ratio off. He's been like that his whole career. To me, he's a guy who plays for his contracts, not his team. I think the Vikings, uh, if you look at any Vikings messenger group, you know, Reddit, subreddits for the Vikings, everybody has turned on Kirk Cousins. And he had a huge following, but it's it's over in Minnesota. I, re- I really feel like, you know, even the organization, um, I think a bigger story is the possibility that Mike Zimmer could be fired after this year. But Kirk Cousins, by far, having the worst uh, year of his career, 11 touchdowns and 10 interceptions. For reference, if he has three more interceptions and it's week six, that would equal the worst season of his entire career. What's going on? He has a lot of weapons. He's got a good wide receiving duo. He's got good tight ends. He doesn't have a great offensive line, but he's got one of the best running backs in football. Obviously, didn't play last week. Uh, But what about Julio Jones? If you're a fantasy lover, you have to love what you saw to Julio Jones because I think Dude, that was looking vintage Matty Ice and Julio Jones. I mean, circa what four or five years ago, um, I thought I was in the time machine watching that, watching those two just connect all day long. Well, from a fantasy perspective, his biggest knock has always been not scoring touchdowns, but that's kind of a recent phenomenon. Early in his career, he was a big touchdown scorer. Uh, last couple of years, though, I think it has a lot to do with. Uh, just Dan Quinn. I think that eventually we've talked about it a lot with uh, uh, what's his name in Houston. Uh, eventually, you get this stink on your team from your coach, and you Bill have O'Brien, to, yeah. Bill mm-hmm. O'Brien. You have to move on, and I think that's what Atlanta just did. And man, Atlanta's going to play spoiler for a lot of teams going forward. They have a really talented team. Uh, I, I want to talk about a wide receiver on the other side of the ball. Is Justin Jefferson for real now? Oh yeah. I mean, he, he, this this guy is third in yards. Um, fifth in average. He just looks borderline unstoppable. He's an absolute stud. Um, he's only going to get better. His route running is already so clean at such a young age. I mean, he's a young 21, a really young 21. Um, very, you know, a lot of people thought he wasn't going to be the great route runner that he is right now. Uh, he's going to be a great player for the rest of his career. Uh, I'm, there's a lot to be excited about in Minnesota, but we just got to get a better quarterback because uh, I do have to say this though. Kirk Cousins ended that game. He threw three picks in the first half. Then he threw three touchdowns in the second half. 
Classic garbage time Kirk Cousins, the guy on the other side of the ball, Matt Ryan was probably respecting it because he's made his whole career doing that. But I think Jefferson is benefiting a little bit from garbage time in games. But yeah, Jefferson is he's the real deal. I mean, there's so really let, no good let me throw him. a few names out for you. Um, if if you could move on from Cousins to Stafford, would you do it? Yes, one hundred percent. Would you move on from Cousins to Breeze if you could? No, no. no. Okay. I mean, Breeze is going to retire in the same. He's already said he's retiring after this year. But uh, no, absolutely not. No way. What about New England dropping one to one of the worst teams of the league? I mean, if, if you were to do power rankings, where would Denver fall? Maybe third to last? I mean, they're definitely yeah, in the be, bottom gotta five. Got to be bottom five. I mean, Drew Locke was completely inept. That was that might might have been a candidate for the worst game of the year. Um, but both sloppy. teams just looked awful. Is overreaction Monday? Is the Cam Newton experiment done? No, I don't think the Cam Newton experiment is done, but I do think that the jury has come in on Nikhil Harry, who is just, I hated the draft pick when they made it uh, years ago. Um, I don't think he's ever going to be a great wide receiver, and I think that game just illustrated that. Uh, Yeah, Uh, but at this point, the Patriots, losing record. I mean, they started off so hot. Now, at this point, I almost feel like Bill Belichick's probably thinking, man, it's not worth it. Even if they get in the playoffs, man, the AFC is way too strong for them to do anything. Could you imagine yeah, them? I mean, their, their, their next three games, I mean, the 49ers bounce back big. The Bills, who look like, you know, they had the bad game against Tennessee last week, but they're competing with the Kansas City right now, the game going on. Right. Then, then they have uh, the Ravens two weeks after that. So, I mean, they could be three and six. Like and pretty much your, your season's over at three and six. Um, I think I think the Patriots are in the, a danger zone. Um, I think I think they're in must win territory. Absolutely, no, I I agree completely. Um, but I don't think they will win. I think that they need to just phone it in. I mean, they Jared Stidham, Obviously, they have no faith in that guy. When he came in, he looked terrible. Um, so he's not the answer. Bill Belichick is a guy. He needs a quarterback. Uh, I think Cam Newton could be that guy, but. I mean, it's if it's not working now, uh, they do get some defensive pieces back next year. But yeah, I just don't think this is a year for New England. They're probably they'll probably grind out nine, ten wins because that's who New England is. But yeah, man, brutal, absolutely brutal. One of the most exciting games of last week: Ravens at Philly. Yeah, my God, uh, it looked like Philly was just going to get crushed at the beginning, and then you got to hand it to Philly, man, with so many injuries. I mean, more injuries than I've ever seen on a team. They grinded it out. They came back in that game. They almost won it. Um, So, you know, everyone's down on Carson Wentz. Uh, The guy has nobody to throw the ball to. Nobody. I mean, name two wideouts on that team. They're they're different every week. What's his name? Fulham? Like, who the the hell are these guys? These, These are not great receivers. He hasn't had good receivers in a long time. Alshon Jeffrey? Where the fuck is that guy? He's never available. He always starts up the season injured. Um, they ditch Aguilar. He goes over to fucking Oakland and immediately looks amazing. Is I think Philly is just weirdly cursed right now. I don't know what it is. They went too hard it, on their it, Super Bowl celebration, I think. It, it, yeah, I mean, talk about a, a Super Bowl hangover. This is a hangover over multiple years. I, I don't get it. It's, it's a mixture of bad luck. It's a mixture of inconsistent play. But I love their pieces. I mean, Miles Sanders is a legit RB1. Um you know, Ertz and Goddard, I mean, they have the best tight end duo in the entire league. Neither one of them can really stay healthy. Ertz is just out again. Sanders is out again. That speaks to the bad luck that you were talking about. 
Um, but you want to hear an overreaction? Yeah, let's hear it. I think Philly wins the NFC East. Yeah, dude, I don't think I, it's I don't think I, it's that much of an overreaction at all. I, mean, I, I think Andy Dalton is horrible. Horrible. I don't think he's horrible. Yeah. I think that's definitely an overreaction for sure. He's not horrible. Come on. He's not horrible. He's not good. They, they, they lose. I, this isn't going to age well because, but uh, I, I definitely think they lose Monday night against Arizona. When we'll see how this ages, but I, th- I think, I think Kyler puts up some insane stats. I think Dalton uh, stinks it up, and yeah, that's I'm right here. See, I disagree with uh, you. I, we, Philly, we talked Philly's, about Philly's winning. We talked about in the podcast on Wednesday. I do think Cowboys win this game. Um, I think they're just going to run it up the gut, and you're going to see a ridiculous game from Ezekiel Elliott. But, uh, yeah, so that game's on tonight. Obviously, that'll be outdated quick if we have some bad takes there. But at least we we split the line, so one of us took one, one of us took the other. But Cleveland-Pittsburgh, obviously, uh, you get, you and Marcus called it um, Wednesday. Um, man, Cleveland just cannot get over that Ravens-Steelers hump. No, I mean, they, again, Ben is 12-1-1 one one at Heinz. Uh, against them, uh, it's it's little brother syndrome so bad. Uh, and the the Steelers had a very simple game plan: put engage eight on Baker. They sent six, seven, eight guys so many times that first quarter and a half. Got up seventeen, and it was over. Yep. Like the game was the game was over in the first 17, 18 minutes uh, of that game, and it was it was dominating. And it's been twenty years of that rivalry um it uh i'm super hung over because i celebrated very hard i pulled the <laughs> philadelphia eagles and uh drank myself stupid in celebration yesterday we, but we, we uh, did the great. obvious I, I lamented vikings loss and drank as well uh geez sports without sports i'd be such a happy man uh but yeah dude just horrible the devin bush devin bush out for the season torn acl confirmed today uh that's huge uh Pittsburgh always relies on the linebackers. That's one of their best linebackers. Um, but still, man, that offense, Chase Claypool coming out, they don't even have Deontay Johnson. I mean, this is such an exciting team. Uh, and then the defense is almost just a, a cherry on top because so, their yeah, offense I, I gotta, is so good. I got to credit, uh, pardon the interruption. I was watching that today, um, flipping back and forth between the, the Chiefs and Bills game. Chiefs just score, by the way. They're up 20 to 10. Um, the the Steelers are the only team through six weeks. Now, they've only played five games, but the only team through six weeks to have three sacks and an interception in every game. Wow. That's insane. It's nuts. No team has ever done that. Th- their um, defense kind of reminds me of the Bucks a little bit. Uh, I, uh, just like really high-flying, athletic, um, opportunistic. Yeah, it's exciting as shit. It's like if, if the offense can do really well, they're going to just crush their opponent. If the offense is struggling, like week one against the Giants, they're still going to win handedly. Um, I've been saying it for a long time. I've called the Steelers when a lot of people were down on them in the offseason. Uh, I think they're a great team. I still think they're the team to beat in the AFC just because I like them against Patrick Mahomes. Um, yep. They have the athletes. They have. I think they match up well against the Chiefs. Um, I think that they are better than the Ravens. The Ravens have shown some serious weak spots in the last couple weeks. Um, Lamar Jackson is not the MVP he was last year. 
So I think the Steelers are still the team to beat in the AFC until I see otherwise. I, I can't be convinced otherwise. Yeah, I, I, again, you were higher on the Steelers than than I was. I think we're both really hard on our teams. I yeah. think that's an honest assessment where we we heavily criticize more than they're probably deserved. Uh, but yeah, I, I had the Ravens and uh, the Chiefs ahead of Tennessee and Pittsburgh, and that looks flipped. Um, that's that's. I'd agree with you. I'm loving this game. We'll talk about it later in the week, but this Tennessee-Pittsburgh game could be an AFC championship preview. Yep. I'm super excited for that. All right, buddy. I'm going to go watch the end of this Monday night game and watch the other Monday night game, but uh, thanks for joining us this week, and uh, have a great night, everyone. See ya. Cool, man. I liked it. Cool. Yep. Yep. All right, buddy. We'll talk to you later, man. Enjoy. Breaking free. 20, 25, off to the races. They may not catch him. They won't catch him. Gives it to Henry. Henry trying to get to the outside. So, Brandon, our last video we did on Tuesday, which was just uh, an hour and a half before Josh Norman officially took flight. Um, and as I, last I heard from NASA, he is still orbiting Earth. Um, what about Derrick Henry? Kind of a slow start to the season, but good Lord, is he a freight train. He's a Marvel character. I mean, he truly is. I mean, he's a, he's a modern-day superhero. I know, I know LeBron's getting a second Space Jam, but I think Derrick Henry is probably a better suitable to star in that role than, uh, than LeBron James. Um, <laughs> th- this guy is just these... He's absolutely incredible how he can break away from these like track defensive back players. Like, how can a man that size pull away for 94 yards? It's it's honestly remarkable. Well, he really is like a train. Um, short yarded situations, he's not that great, but he once he builds up his speed, you cannot get in front of him. I mean, he's just he a wrecking ball once he gets up to full speed. It's absolutely ridiculous. Um, I think the most unexpected thing for me in terms of Tennessee's play this this year is their offense. I mean, they they, oh, they Tannehill looks like a, a certifiable top end, top flight quarterback, which I would not have thought at all. I would have thought he would have flash in the pan, one year wonder. This guy looks like a legitimate franchise quarterback, right? And he, I mean, talk about a discount on that contract. I mean, if you look at all the contracts across the NFL, that contract is looking really, really good right now. He couldn't even beat out Mariota last year in training camp. Right. And now he's a top flight quarterback. It's 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 truly remarkable. I also want to give it to Vrabel, too. That guy knows how to scheme. He knows how to motivate. We talked about it last week. He has built a culture of winning, a, a culture of grittiness. And uh, Tennessee is looking really formidable. Now, I know in a loss, obviously, they're one in five. But is there any hope for Houston? I mean, obviously, that's a tough spot to be in one in five. Uh, I don't know the stats, but I'm pretty certain that not many teams have made the playoffs after that start. But with Deshaun Watson, I mean, their schedule does get easier. But is there any chance for this team? With that extra playoff spot, uh, you know, a number of us have said if you can get to 500, you have a chance. Right. Right. So I'm not ready to count them out just because I don't want to count out Deshaun Watson. Uh, not to mention I went out and did a three-for-one trade to go get him in our fantasy league. So I'm, I'm clearly a huge believer in that guy. Um, so I'm not ready to write him off, especially after his performance. Four touchdowns, almost 350 yards. 
uh, almost a perfect passer rating at 138.5. Right. Um, you put up you put up weeks like that, you're not going to lose a, a lot of games. Yep. And the Tennessee barely inched it out, but they sure did win it. Uh, Houston, if they could have just pulled that out, you know, it would have been a much different story. But yeah, real, I, real quick, I want to ask you a question, Drew, because yeah. again, we, we we both like the sh- in-game strategies uh, of of professional football. What about Romeo Cornell's decision to go for two for the win instead of kicking the extra point? Uh, to make it eight points. What do you do there? Do you go for the win or do you go for the eight point lead? I'm a, I'm a, I'm, I'm crazy. Like the Vikings, obviously we talked about last week, they went for, uh, you know, the, the fourth and one when they could have kicked a field goal and be up by eight. Um, I think you have to be aggressive in the NFL. I don't remember who said it, but it's a sport where you're literally trying to move other grown men against their own will. Uh, that yeah. can bench like 300 plus pounds. I think you have to be an aggressive in that type of game. Uh, so I don't mind it at all. And I think that sends such a message too that Romeo Cornell is like, Hey guys, let's go get a win. Right. Like we're not playing for a tie. We're not playing. We're, go, we're going to win a game. I love the message that sends to the team. Um, so yeah, I agree with you there. Sure. And probably the most surprising uh, game last week is right here. Tom and just loves the way he plays the game. Pass is have taken the play clock down to about one. Here's one broken up, another pick. Deflected and back is Mike Edwards just into the ball game, and he is down. So I was watching this game. It looked like the Packers had it all. They were up 10-0. Uh, then the Bucks defense just comes out, comes out. So that is only the third pick six of Aaron Rodgers' career. Um, it was almost his fourth pick six, just the play right after. Uh, what do you think about this? I mean, are the... Is the Bucks defense really this good, or did the Packers just have an off week? Uh, can I take a cop-out answer and say a little bit of both? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, Aaron Rodgers went to hip thrusting. Do you see that little, yes, little move? That's embarrassing. Yeah, I'll bet he, he, he wants that one back. He wants that one back. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, this is the worst. I, you know, I was saying it in our group chat. This is the worst I've seen Aaron Rodgers play. I, I can't remember seeing him being being this bad. But you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull a little bit of a told you so. I've been saying that the, the Tampa Bay defense is a top five defense. The offense just had to catch up to it, and now they they've had two or three offensive explosions. Um, I think I think they're still. I think coming in the playoffs, I think I'd still put Tampa Bay below Green Bay and Seattle. But if Tampa Bay can put both the offense and defense together like they did uh, yesterday. I think they can be a very tough team. Yeah, Leonard Fournette, who, by the way, Rojo looks great. I mean, honestly, um, yeah, the Bucks, man, they're rolling. It's it to me. It's whenever Brady is just playing, just okay, they're going to be good because that defense, it's high flying, it's athletic. Uh, that front four, the front seven, really, is just unreal. Um, yeah, it, there's a sleeping giant there with the Bucks, but uh, I, which brings me to my next game, which is the most confusing team of this season is Chicago because yeah. the Bucks just lost to them last week. They looked really sloppy against a good Chicago defense. Chicago pulls out another ridiculous win where it just seemed like they were going to lose at any moment. Is is this a really bad 5-1 team, or is this just a gritty team that can just keep putting up Ws? You know what? Um, I just keep picking against the Bears, and I just keep being wrong. Right. <laughs> you know, I've picked against them four times this year and was wrong every single time. 
Um, I have no idea. Uh, you you go and look at their stats. I mean, no, nothing really jumps out um, except their defense. And, uh, you know, what was it? Probably 12 years ago, 11 years ago, when they went to a Super Bowl with Rex Grossman. Um, this, this is starting to look like that 2009 Chicago Bears team that just finds ways to get it done. Um, I don't know how this, it, it, in my mind, I watch this team and I think they suck. What do you think? I think the story of this game was Carolina coming down to earth a little bit. Now they do get Christian McCaffrey likely back next week, although that's not nowhere a certainty. Nobody really expected anything out of Carolina. The fact that they're three and three right now. Um, if you're a Carolina fan, you have to be really excited about that regardless. Um, and then obviously the Jersey I'm wearing right now, um, Tell you what, I've never been happier in a Vikings loss because I think that this was a, uh, obviously Atlanta came to play, just rocked the fucking Vikings just out of the building in Minnesota, obviously without a crowd, but no Dan Quinn, immediately the team looks better. Oh, no, I, I, I completely agree. Um, so this is the overreaction part that I wanted to get to. Is this Kirk Cousins last year? Um, how much dead money are they on for, for next year? It's fully know? guaranteed. He, 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 I mean, he, he's famous now for having the first fully guaranteed contract. So they can move on for, from him, but like, why, you know, there, there's really no reason for it. So they, to me, they have to keep him. Um, he's got two more years on his contract. That's a good bridge contract for, to bring in a rookie, bring in your next guy, um, have Kirk cousins, just pay him out. I mean, if you drop him, you get nothing. You might as well keep him around, have that bridge player, the Vikings are just not any good this year. Um, Atlanta, I mean, he, he he has the 28th best QBR uh, out of 31 quarterbacks, and he has the most interceptions at 10 in the league. It's the worst game of his career by far. And one thing, Kirk Cousins, I, I, my knock on Kirk Cousins, I've been a huge lover than a hater, and I'm a huge hater now of Kirk Cousins. My problem with Kirk Cousins is that he's always very carefully maintained his stats. You look at him in games, and he won't throw the long ball uh, to try and make plays because he's afraid of getting his touchdown to interception ratio off. He's been like that his whole career. To me, he's a guy who plays for his contracts, not his team. I think the Vikings, uh, if you look at any Vikings messenger group, you know, Reddit, subreddits for the Vikings, everybody has turned on Kirk Cousins. And he had a huge following, but it's it's over in Minnesota. I, re- I really feel like, you know, even the organization, um, I think a bigger story is the possibility that Mike Zimmer could be fired after this year. But Kirk Cousins, by far, having the worst uh, year of his career, 11 touchdowns and 10 interceptions. For reference, if he has three more interceptions and it's week six, that would equal the worst season of his entire career. What's going on? He has a lot of weapons. He's got a good wide receiving duo. He's got good tight ends. He doesn't have a great offensive line, but he's got one of the best running backs in football. Obviously, didn't play last week. Uh, But what about Julio Jones? If you're a fantasy lover, you have to love what you saw to Julio Jones because I think Dude, that was looking vintage Matty Ice and Julio Jones. I mean, circa what four or five years ago, um, I thought I was in a time machine watching that, watching those two just connect all day long. Well, from a fantasy perspective, his biggest knock has always been not scoring touchdowns, but that's kind of a recent phenomenon. Early in his career, he was a big touchdown scorer. Uh, last couple of years, though, I think it has a lot to do with. Uh, just Dan Quinn. I think that eventually we've talked about it a lot with uh, uh, what's his name and Houston. Uh, eventually, you get this stink on your team from your coach, and you Bill have O'Brien, to, yeah. Bill mm-hmm. O'Brien. You have to move on, and I think that's what Atlanta just did. And man, Atlanta's going to play spoiler for a lot of teams going forward. They have a really talented team. Uh, I, I want to talk about a wide receiver on the other side of the ball. 
is Justin Jefferson for real now? Oh yeah. I mean, he, he, this this guy is third in yards, um, fifth in average. He just looks borderline unstoppable. He's an absolute stud. Um, he's only going to get better. His route running is already so clean at such a young age. I mean, he's a young 21, a really young 21. Um, very, you know, a lot of people thought he wasn't going to be the great route runner that he is right now. Uh, he's going to be a great player for the rest of his career. Uh, I'm There's a lot to be excited about in Minnesota, but we just got to get a better quarterback because uh, I do have to say this, though. Kirk Cousins ended that game. He threw three picks in the first half. Then he threw three touchdowns in the second half. Classic garbage time Kirk Cousins, the guy on the other side of the ball, Matt Ryan was probably respecting it because he's made his whole career doing that. But I think Jefferson is benefiting a little bit from garbage time in games. But yeah, Jefferson is he's the real deal. I mean, there's so really let, no let me throw him. a few names out for you. Um, if if you could move on from Cousins to Stafford, would you do it? Yes, 100%. Would you move on from Cousins to Breeze if you could? No. No? no. Okay. I mean, Breeze is going to retire in the same. He's already said he's retiring after this year. But uh, no, absolutely not. No way. What about New England dropping one to one of the worst teams in the league? I mean, if, if you were to do power rankings, where would Denver fall? Maybe third to last? I mean, they're definitely yeah, in the be, bottom gotta five. Got to be bottom five. I mean, Drew Locke was completely inept. That was that might might have been a candidate for the worst game of the year. Um, but both sloppy. teams just looked awful. Is overreaction Monday? Is the Cam Newton experiment done? No, I don't think the Cam Newton experiment is done, but I do think that the jury has come in on Nikhil Harry, who is just, I hated the draft pick when they made it uh, years ago. Um, I don't think he's ever going to be a great wide receiver, and I think that game just illustrated that. Uh, yeah, uh, but at this point, the Patriots, losing record. I mean, they started off so hot. Now, at this point, I almost feel like Bill Belichick's probably thinking, man, it's not worth it. Even if they get in the playoffs, man, the AFC is way too strong for them to do anything. Could you imagine yeah, them? I mean, their, their, their next three games, I mean, the 49ers bounce back big. The Bills, who look like, you know, they had the bad game against Tennessee last week, but they're competing with the Kansas City right now, the game going on. Right. Then, then they have uh, the Ravens two weeks after that. So, I mean, they could be three and six. Like and pretty much your season's over at three and six. Um, I think I think the Patriots are in the, a danger zone. Um, I think I think they're in must win territory. Absolutely, no, I I agree completely. Um, but I don't think they will win. I think that they need to just phone it in. I mean, they Jared Stidham, obviously they have no faith in that guy. When he came in, he looked terrible. Um, so he's not the answer. Bill Belichick is a guy. He needs a quarterback. Uh, I think Cam Newton could be that guy, but. I mean, it's if it's not working now, uh, they do get some defensive pieces back next year. But yeah, I just don't think this is a year for New England. They're probably they'll probably grind out nine, ten wins because that's who New England is. But yeah, man, brutal, absolutely brutal. One of the most exciting games of last week: Ravens at Philly. Yeah, my God, uh, it looked like Philly was just going to get crushed at the beginning, and then you got to hand it to Philly, man, with so many injuries. I mean, more injuries than I've ever seen on a team. They grinded it out. They came back in that game. They almost won it. Um, so, you know, everyone's down on Carson Wentz. Uh, the guy has nobody to throw the ball to. Nobody. I mean, name two wideouts on that team. They're they're different every week. What's his name? Fulham? Like, Hold the, him, yeah. the hell are these guys? These, these are not great receivers. He hasn't had good receivers in a long time. Alshon Jeffrey, where the fuck is that guy? He's never available. He always starts up the season injured. 
Um, they ditch Aguilar. He goes over to fucking Oakland and immediately looks amazing. Is I think Philly is just weirdly cursed right now. I don't know what it is. They went too hard it, on their it, Super Bowl celebration, I think. It, it, yeah, I mean, talk about a, a Super Bowl hangover. This is a hangover over multiple years. I, I don't get it. It's, it's a mixture of bad luck. It's a mixture of inconsistent play. But I love their pieces. I mean, Miles Sanders is a legit RB1. Um, you know, Ertz and Goddard, I mean, they have the best tight end duo in the entire league. Neither one of them can really stay healthy. Ertz is just out again. Sanders is out again. That speaks to the bad luck that you were talking about. Um, but you want to hear an overreaction? Yeah, let's hear it. I think Philly wins the NFC East. Yeah, dude, I don't think I've, it's I don't think it's I've, that much of an overreaction at all. I, mean, I, I think Andy Dalton is horrible. Horrible. I don't think he's horrible. Yeah. I think that's definitely an overreaction for sure. He's not horrible. Come on. He's not horrible. He's not good. They, they, they lose. This isn't going to age well because, but uh, I, I definitely think they lose Monday night against Arizona. When we'll see how this ages, but I, th- I think, I think Kyler puts up some insane stats. I think Dalton uh, stinks it up, and yeah, that's I'm right here. See, I disagree with uh, you. I, we, Philly, we talked Philly's, about Philly's winning. We talked about in the podcast on Wednesday. I do think Cowboys win this game. Um, I think they're just going to run it up the gut, and you're going to see a ridiculous game from Ezekiel Elliott. But, uh, yeah, so that game's on tonight. Obviously, that'll be outdated quick if we have some bad takes there. But at least we we split the line, so one of us took one, one of us took the other. But Cleveland-Pittsburgh, obviously, uh, you get, you and Marcus called it um, Wednesday. Um, man, Cleveland just cannot get over that Ravens-Steelers hump. No, I mean, they, again, Ben is 12-1-1 at Heinz. Uh, against them, uh, it's it's little brother syndrome so bad. Uh, and the the Steelers had a very simple game plan: put engage eight on Baker. They sent six, seven, eight guys so many times that first quarter and a half. Got up seventeen, and it was over. Yep. Like the game was the game was over in the first 17, 18 minutes uh, of that game, and it was it was dominating. And it's been twenty years of that rivalry um it uh i'm super hung over because i celebrated very hard i pulled the <laughs> philadelphia eagles and uh drank myself stupid in celebration yesterday we, but we, we uh, did the obvious I, I lamented vikings loss and drank as well uh geez sports without sports i'd be such a happy man uh but yeah dude just horrible the devin bush devin bush out for the season torn acl confirmed today uh that's huge uh Pittsburgh always relies on the linebackers. That's one of their best linebackers. Um, but still, man, that offense, Chase Claypool coming out, they don't even have Deontay Johnson. I mean, this is such an exciting team. Uh, and then the defense is almost just a, a cherry on top. because so, yeah, I, I got to so credit, uh, pardon the interruption. I was watching that today, um, flipping back and forth between the, the Chiefs and Bills game. Chiefs just scored, by the way. They're up 20 to 10. Um, the the Steelers are the only team through six weeks. Now, they've only played five games, but the only team through six weeks to have three sacks and an interception in every game. Wow. That's insane. It's nuts. No team has ever done that. Their um, defense kind of reminds me of the Bucks a little bit. Uh, I, I just like really high-flying, athletic, um, opportunistic. Yeah, it's exciting as shit. It's like if the offense can do really well, they're going to just crush their opponent. If the offense is struggling, like week one against the Giants, they're still going to win handedly. 
Um, I've been saying it for a long time. I've called the Steelers when a lot of people were down on them in the offseason. I think they're a great team. I still think they're the team to beat in the AFC just because I like them against Patrick Mahomes. Um, They have the athletes. I think they match up well against the Chiefs. Um, I think that they are better than the Ravens. The Ravens have shown some serious weak spots in the last couple weeks. Um, Lamar Jackson is not the MVP he was last year. So I think the Steelers are still the team to beat in the AFC until I see otherwise. I, I can't be convinced otherwise. Yeah, you know, uh, Again, you were higher on the Steelers than than I was. I think we're both really hard on our teams. I yeah. think that's an honest assessment where we, we heavily criticize more than they're probably deserved. Uh, but yeah, I, I had the Ravens and uh, the Chiefs ahead of Tennessee and Pittsburgh, and that looks flipped. Um, that's that's I, I'd agree with you. I, I'm loving this game. We'll talk about it later in the week, but this Tennessee Pittsburgh game could be an AFC championship preview. Yep. Um, super excited for that. All right, buddy. I'm going to go watch the end of this Monday night game and watch the other Monday night game. But uh, thanks for joining us this week and uh, have a great night, everyone.